Eyes up, Guardians. We are live for episode 144 of the Conqueror's Corner podcast. Today is Thursday, December the 21st. I am the Destiny bad boy, not Ryan Fox, and I'm here with my fire team, who all of you CCBs know by now. Jared? Hey, everyone. You know, this is the... Is this the last? No, one more podcast before the year is over. Uh, just uh, coasting you through this dawning event. And the chronicler himself, Chad Ocero. Hope you're baking cookies, and I, I wish that we could bake cookies for Riven this season, but uh, alas, you can't. And as a reminder, if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, thank you. But don't forget that you can take us on the road via Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast services. Make sure you subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe, click the bell, turn on notifications, yada, yada, yada. Follow us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. Uh, that's also our Twitch uh, handle, also, by the way. Uh, send us a bunch of friend requests. Join the Discord server. Friends list, Mighty Light. Uh, we're, what, four weeks into the season, I believe? So no twid this week. Uh, I think they're all up until like Valentine's Day or something they said last week. So it's probably going to be a short episode. Uh, but before we get into that, let's listen to the intro music, which is brought to you by brought to you by everybody's favorite link, who you can find on Twitter at Link of Time G. Conquer's Corner, a Destiny podcast. Wow, Wink. Awesome job. Jared? All right, everyone. There's mainly one thing to talk about what's happened this week, and that is the Wish Keeper missing. What's led up to that, and, you know, a little bit afterwards, what you find out. Um, basically, it starts out trying to claim one of Riven's eggs and she's trying to figure out who's scattering them out across the Syndicate plane, you know? Why is these are so hard to go gather up? Why can we only get them once a week? And, uh, you know, we're about to capture another one and it gets put in a Vex lock and she is pissed. Sends you back into the Black Garden, you know? Back where, you know, original D1 player like, what the heck is a Black Garden? Why are we going in there? Why are we killing so much Vex? Well, turns out, Riven has had a back door into the Black Garden for a very long time. Where she's able to go and do all kinds, all kinds of nonsense. And just hide out. She's into the only thing I know. Only thing I know about the Black Garden is the statues can come to life. That's mm-hmm. all that I learned about it in Destiny One. Mm-hmm. I mean, the decks there don't they usually have some like leaves on them and stuff? Yeah, yeah, they've been there for a long time, just sitting still, so all the plants and stuff grow on them. But I think it's uh, the soul divisive, Camping uh, the vex that worship the darkness. Mm. Okay. Um. Well, Raven's pissed. And she says, "Into Black Garden to try to retrieve her egg, and find out who 
scatter the eggs, and then why why are they still being so hard to go capture? Um, you know, which leads us to the Wishkeeper mission. And um, I think the first episode of this season, uh, I said, Bungie was like, I heard you like Forsaken, so here's more of it. And uh, this is pretty close here with the Wishkeeper mission and its mechanic. Um, you know, just a quick overview of the mechanic is that you need to find out what symbols you need to shoot. And those symbols just happen to be the same as the wish symbols uh, in Shadow Throne. And so if a bird on a branch looking left is the top symbol, you need to go grab a buff and find out which Taken enemy has that in their area and go kill that Taken. So I only had three symbols the whole time. Was that all you guys had? Yep. Was that like yep. eight snake, jump fish, and bird looking left? Yep. Okay. So um, basically you do that. Uh, next encounter, you kind of you learn a, another mechanic with like a red buff. White buff gets you to see what to shoot. Red buff gets you to pass through certain areas. So that's basically the mechanic of it. Um, so wave two, you kind of got to go around in the set areas by crossing red pass, grabbing a white light buff, and killing enemies. It gets you through phase two. Um, during this time, you're killing Vex and Taken, just depending on where you're at. Eventually, will lead you to a Vex Hydra. And in order to damage it, you need to uh, keep the red buff on you going and also taking the light buff, killing phalanxes, and being able to damage it. I did I did this mission solo. Um, I don't know what you all did. I found this as um, a, a good a good playthrough solo. This is, you know, it's it's definitely up there with Presage in my opinion, of exotic exotic mission uh, with dialogue-wise. So um, pretty pleased with that. And then finally, uh, you get your way back to that egg that you were chasing, and you found a Armcala skeleton that has been overgrown uh, with moss leaves. You know, definitely been dead there for a while. And Chad, uh, we learned something pretty important there, don't we? Yep. Well, first of all, we learned that uh, Ryan's favorite thing happened. There, There's an Ahamkara love story happening going on. Um, but uh, we, we learned of an, ah, of an Ahamkara that was granting wishes without any strings. And... Uh, pretty wild it's pretty trusting but he was a good boy and so Riven gave him the head pats and uh they they made some sweet sweet babies in the in the the black garden and uh yeah there's definitely there's there's a lot of stuff in there um that goes on i'll give it another week before i i try to do anything really major about it but it there isn't a lot of lore on specific ahamkara besides riffin there's a little bit here and there in voice lines but not a lot like written down um 
like the 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 two buffs that you get throughout the the um the mission there's one uh that's that's dom and that's the one that lets you uh i think blow up the shields and then the orange one i can't remember the name but it's like zion or something like that i think something like that but it gives you two different names of ahamkara um and neither of those was the one that was uh riven's partner so there are now in this story four ahamkara involved in these eggs uh so we'll see uh what happens there but what we do know now is that the wish that this ahamkara granted for themselves was to keep the eggs in a safe place for us to eventually find them and keep them safe so we're going to have little ahamkara buddies uh all over the place for us to protect and that's why we were given a bow because we are the wish keeper the person granting we are the ones granting the wish for this ahamkara so that was kind of neat um and definitely definitely had a lot of fun on this one it used i don't think uh the now both mechanics were similar to things we've had before the whole grab this to pop a shield and this one is grab this one in order to go through an area without taking damage but uh the way they tied into two things and when you grab them both it gives you a crown of dragons right mm-hmm. um that was cool so when you grab them both you just get you just get both the effects at the same time so that was cool when you when you finally activate that in the in the last encounter but uh, it was definitely a real like black garden's a really cool space all the time it's, it's really cool stuff there's like the the vex stuff going on lots of plants um, some taken here and there, lots of X, but, uh, I had a really good time. I did it solo, just like Jared. Um, and since I just wanted to get it done, I had a, a wish keeper on or not wish keeper. I had a, a gosh, what's the bow? The oath keeper. No, that's the wish arms. Ender? Wish ender. Wow. So too many. So I had the wish ender on and I'm just sitting there on top of the doorway into the boss room, shooting through everything just, just to kill the boss. Cause I'm like, oh, wow. I just want to get this over with. I don't, I don't want to worry about dying. Nothing like that. Just, I'm just here to get it done. Dude, that boss got melted in like maybe, maybe eight seconds when I did it. Was that your solo? Jumped run up. Jumped up on the pedestal, threw the well down, hit it with like four rockets, dragon's breath, and then just pumped about 12 rounds of heritage right into its dumb face. I don't even think my fire team finder teammates, I don't even think they had made it in the door yet. So. Shotguns. Uh, Shotguns are the way this season. Nobody's figured it out yet except me. I am the smartest one. Rockets, shotguns. The the dungeon boss, the big ogre, rocket shotgun. All is year round and do wicked damage. I'm run like a what is it, Philo? First in, last out, and heritage. Pretty good. Try it out. 
Um, yeah. So after the Wishender mission, there is a pretty cool cutscene that takes you to basically the the chronicles, right, of Riven and Tartarus. Chronicles of Riven. You think that's what they called it? <laughs> like internally, that'd be great if they did. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Getting the love story. It's pretty nice. Yeah, Tres Tresny Tred. What was it, Ryan? Yeah, okay. You you the one that did it the most recently. Tenor Tenaris, maybe. T- that that sounds more correct. Okay. But yes, their their whole love story. Yeah, Mr. yeah. He pities the fool. <laughs> So much um, that he does no strings attached wishes. Yeah. yeah. I, I thought it was pretty interesting how they introduced it, how uh, a wish dragon, if they wish their own wish, it, it kills them. That's a, yeah, that's he's definitely new, the, right? he's the emo, the yeah. emo Alhamkara, right? <clears throat> you know, he, he wore all black. That by himself at the lunch table. Falls in love, sacrifices himself. That's so. so uh, yeah, I thought he's the, he's sacrificing thought beta. yourself. He's the most for your children. He's the most beta is, Ahamkara. Is wow. I thought it was they're not even. Literally, dad sacrificed himself for his kids. No. And the survival of his race. No. That's what it sounded like to me. No, if he wouldn't have been such a wimp, they wouldn't have had to go through. He did, given all his wishes away with no strings attached. All I'm saying is, which one? Which one? Uh, which one lasted longer, mommy or daddy? Well, they're both dead. Well, we don't know which exactly. One? We don't know exactly when Tartarus died. Tartarus is the bad guy at the end of Halo Two, I think. Yeah, the and he the and he the brute with the with the hammer. Maybe. Think so. I don't know. <clears throat> I hope that Tyrannus. we get to learn a little more. Tyrannus. Okay. Hope we get to learn a little more about uh like Zion and um Jaw, whatever the other one's names were. Dom. There. Dom. And uh get to learn a little more about them. Should be pretty fun. Not the first and second overall picks in the 2018 <laughs> <Yeah>. draft. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah. Been a bad year for those two. Been a real bad year for those two. <laughs> yep. Um, Chad, like looking like going forward in this in this mission, are you expecting some new dialogue each week when we go in there? To find out more, or are we 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 thinking that it's gonna be like mainly the same thing. I think it's gonna be mainly the same thing. Um, unlike the coil and stuff, I think in in the canon of the game, we went in there once. They're only making us do it multiple times for the catalyst and and stuff like that for the exotic but we only go in there one time. Um, could be wrong there. We'll find out next week. Um, maybe the Amkara calls us back in there to help empower the bow more. Uh, Tyrannus, you'll, you'll hear from him at the end uh, saying, keep keep coming here for more eggs and I'll keep on empowering the bow. 
Um, and once thought, your job's complete, you'll have the perfect bow. I thought Ribbon straight up said that the Vex are going to keep coming in there. So we got to keep going back. I'm, I'm not sure. You're probably, the, yeah. that would sound right. So, I mean, it Vex probably won't control. be a part of the seasonal storyline, though, right? It's probably the last time it's part of that. Yeah. yeah the seasonal, yeah. 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 I think we're on what, like 30 of 55 or something like that. Oh, yeah. Stepwise on that quest. That makes sense. What do you th- what do you think of the story so far this season? I mean, obviously they can land it, crash it. Like, I mean, it could change tremendously, but it seems to be pretty solid. I'd rather do this stuff than go fish. Yeah, you want to get more yeah. exotic fish? <laughs> Please no. I like fishing for one season. Yeah, I'm not going back after that. Um, but no, the finding out more about the wish dragons and the potential of bringing them back. I think it brings like longevity a little bit to like this game, like maybe some more storylines to play out post final shape or destiny three, something that, uh, you know, some wish dragon brings upon another curse or rewrites the solo system with a wish for, you know, who knows, redoes the timeline. Um, That's how destiny one remastered comes out. Story-wise, yeah, or probably like one egg, whatever spaceship makes it out into the next galaxy for the next for Destiny Three, one of those eggs is on the spaceship or something. Mm-hmm. And they overhear a wish, like, "Dang, I wish I never would have." Like, um, yeah, just something, something like that. Nexus event, yeah. It'll be like uh, a, some sort of reference to it in Marathon or something, mm-hmm. like in like a flavor text on a piece of armor or something. All right, so uh, so far, let's just give a quick grade to that mission, you know, grade school scale, A plus, F minus. What do you got going on? What are you thinking, Fox? Uh, I'm going to say just a B. Mm-hmm. Granted, I want to be very clear. I ran this mission in Fireteam Finder with two other people that I can promise you had no idea what was going on in there. Um, <laughs> so I didn't think I had a lot of hope at the beginning because it reminded me of like uh, in between the first and second encounter of the garden of salvation raid where you're like jumping on the flowers and stuff through um and there were parts of it that seemed pretty as far uh, but to me it seemed like uh like scenery wise it seemed like the jv version of uh garden of salvation and i'm sure there are secrets i'm sure there's something because i found like a secret but i didn't have the right buff to survive in the little room that i found like in between like two encounters so without knowing everything that's in there i'm just gonna say i'll just say like it was good but like if you never run raids you probably thought that was awesome 
Garden of Salvation. That was probably a very beautiful place to explore. Uh, I'll go with a B plus, mainly because this is a dialogue that went along with with the mission. I think Quero's doing really well this season. Raven's dialogue has been great. Um, and finding out about her mate and more about the Ahamkar is, is, uh, was worth it. The mechanics um, and just the overall like flow of the mission, I liked it a lot. So um, a B plus. I'm gonna I'm gonna shock Ryan here. I agree with Jared. I'm giving it a B plus, um, mainly for all the same reasons. Uh, lore wise, it's great. We get more Ahamkara, which all of us wanted more Ahamkara in our lives because they're great. Um, whether we get to kill them or make friends. Um, Either way, as long as they give me stuff, I'm cool. And dragons have hordes, right? So I want stuff. Um, but uh, like I said, the setting, Black Garden's always a really cool spot. Uh, it looks good. Mechanics-wise, it's very simple. So if you have comms, you could teach a blueberry in 10 seconds how to what to do. Uh, pick up blue, shoot shields. Pick up orange, go through stuff. Done. Um, and then you know, move about your business, but, uh, it was engaging enough and there were enough when you're solo, there's enough ads that you can actually kind of, kind of not really get overrun, but get hit by things from areas you weren't expecting because there's just a lot of stuff happening. Um, but yeah, definitely a B plus, uh, fun time, but really fun time solo. Uh, it's going to be fun to see how fast we can, as the three of us go through it on the master. Hmm. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. I think it's 1830, right? Probably. Uh, that sounds right. All right. So uh, that's it for our, you know, just review of Wishkeeper mission. Uh, just a reminder, there's no twid until January 18th. These next Thursdays, um, we're kind of just picking a topic and then going from there with it. If you have something you want us to, to debate talk about uh in this podcast forum this, this is your opportunity these next three podcasts to uh have us talk about whatever you want so you can reach out discord twitter probably the two best ways to get a hold of us if not you're probably going to have to listen to us talk about grandmaster nightfalls in this spot so if that's what you want to hear say nothing so I believe that takes us to the ad break. Now, um, this episode is brought to you by Zencaster. So about 144 weeks ago, 146 weeks ago, I was like, hey, you guys want to do a podcast about destiny? And you guys are like, yeah, that sounds great. And I was like, if you guys show up every week, we'll say Thursday since the TWAB at the time comes out on Thursdays. Um, I'll take care of all the, all the computery stuff. You guys just show up and talk. And that's kind of how it started. Uh, they were both on board. So as always, appreciate both of these guys because without it, this uh, show wouldn't happen. So <clears throat> what I quickly realized was I know nothing about podcasting. I don't know how to record. 
I don't know how to do mics. I don't know how to host a podcast. I don't know how to make it appear on Spotify or iTunes or other podcast services. So did some searching, ran across Zencaster, C-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Zencaster makes it so easy to record a podcast. Log in on any browser, start recording right away. High quality, studio quality sound. You can also record 4K video with your guest. And it, there's backups in case like the internet goes down or um, it records locally. So you get better sound as opposed to like UOIP, something like that. You know, record everybody locally. And while, we, while we are recording, it is um, uploading in the background. So it doesn't take real long. Um, send a, just a quick link. Everybody can join. It is very easy. Once you are finished recording, it can also go through and produce the podcast for you. So you don't have to go in and um, if somebody says a curse word too soon, you know, you don't have to know how to do that. It comes and all's and all those. Uh, and there's going to be a bunch of those if you decide to put a podcast on Earth. Uh, just trying to get into a flow of things with the people you're in. It, it can be... Uh, a little overwhelming at first, but luckily they make you sound your best. Um, it makes everybody's voice levels even. So one person is not real quiet. One person is not real loud. Yada, yada, yada. So if you go to Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-E-R.com slash pricing and use our code destiny CC pod, you will get 30% off your first month of any Zencaster paid plan to give you the same easy experiences that we have for all of our podcasting and content needs. It's time to share your story. Tweet it at us. If you start one, we'll give you a shout out. We will listen to it, give you some critiquing if you want. So once again, Zencaster.com slash pricing, offer code destiny CC pod. Um, whenever we got this, I had Chad go check it out. Chad, can you tell us what it looked like whenever you went onto the website there? Yeah, so uh, Ryan gave me the link, and uh, I clicked on it. I think we were doing this in a pre-show. And uh, I clicked on it, and it gave me, right away, it gave me a pricing menu for all their plans. And I'm just looking through it, seeing the differences, uh, and just kind of looking at stuff myself. And then when you scroll down near the bottom, it, it lets you put in a coupon code. So I put in Destiny CC Pod, and then automatically it adjusts the pricing in the menu right then and there. You don't have to wait till you get all the way to the end when you put in any credit card information, nothing like that. It's right there up front, ready to go. Makes it real easy. So once again, Zencaster.com slash pricing. Use our code DestinyCCPod. There is also an offer link that will be in the description of the on here in the YouTube, as well as like the Spotify and iTunes podcast. All right. That takes us to our three likes and three dislikes of the week. So I'll go ahead and start us out first here. My like is going to be saving the Amkara race. I can't wait till we hatch our own Amkara. We get a new pet system in Destiny to where now we all get to have pets of our very own Amkara. It's going to be great. Is this going to be like Furby style or like Tamagotchi style? I don't know what either of those mean. Oh my goodness. Uh, well, I officially feel old now. Um, my like this week was uh, just having a new exotic mission. Uh, kind of 
I saw it was coming, right? Like, and we didn't know exactly when it was coming, saw that it was. And then uh, Tuesday, I saw that. Couldn't really get on Twitter or anything without seeing much about it. So I did manage to avoid all spoilers and everything until I was able to sit down and play it myself. So it was uh, just fun having something new to look forward to do. And my like is Amkar Love Story. I mean, we already knew there had to be another parent unless uh, Amkar produced a sexually. Um, I know there's lots of aminals and stuff that do that, especially uh, reptilian in nature. Uh, can do that. So there, that is a possibility, especially since Ahamkar can be anything. Uh, but it is nice to know for sure that there was actually a partner for Riven and hearing their story and how just not tricky this one is. It's just a complete flip of Riven and how clever and sinister she's been to us and Crow and just the entire dreaming city uh and to hear that her partner was so trusting and the opposite it it was it was really cool to to get that we're we're basically at the end times so all the love stories are coming out i think last week in the lore we talked or one last week or the week before we talked about the drifter and uh and his moon dust um so we're going to be getting i think we're going to be getting a couple more of those before the end before uh the the final expansion happens and uh, my dislike is 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 uh, <clears throat> people that don't like Ahamkara love stories. Um, I mean, there's no there's no people that I know of that just immediately start complaining about it. But uh, but uh, come on, man. it's it's sappy. It's got to be somewhere in in a story. Every story has to have something like that. And uh, we got it. So cool. Two dragons, love, fun stuff. What about Rambo first blood. I don't believe that had a love story in it. One of the greatest movies ever told. Greatest stories ever told in movie, I should say. All right, my uh, dislike this week is the snowballs and how they spawn off of enemies without dropping another ball for me that I need to pick up. And in particular, is like the Europa Battlegrounds. You know, you're killing that Centurion. And um, it's supposed to drop that ball you're going to throw at a generator. Well, whenever it does that, and then, but you pick up the snowball instead, it continues to roll on down the hill. So uh, that's not fun. Uh, my dislike was <laughs> having like 90 minutes to get through and run this mission before the show started. And all the stuff that I had to do in the in the weekly uh storyline like luckily i was already caught up to this week but i still feel like there was a lot a lot i had to do in order to get to open up the mission so i feel bad for anybody that's like oh there's a new exotic mission and then you know they get to run the coil and blind well and all that stuff up so i don't like how it was part of the story but I understand how it was part of the story just in, as far as like uh continuity with like uh how how intertwined that was with the story they were telling this season. I understand why it was, but I wish there was an option that where it didn't have to be. All right, that takes us to gambling corner. 
the, I think the only thing that we have out right now is, is anybody, did anybody get the exotic from Warlord's Ruin since the last show? I did not. No. Okay. So we still got that one floating around. Um, I think uh, since we're in uh, officially in GM season, I was thinking we're going to do time or deaths. Time or total deaths. Total deaths and the next GM that we do. It might be wishful thinking to think we're going to get Lake of Shadows done. Uh, I know we got some out-of-town traveling, some party hosting that's going to be happening. So it might be like Tuesday or Wednesday. We're cranking out next week's GM or something. Uh, but we'll uh, next GM that we do total amount of deaths and current standings. Chad has fourteen thousand. Jared and I each have eight thousand. Uh, if any, the way this works is every season we start with around ten thousand glimmer, and we make a bet every week. And if at any point you become bankrupt, you have to buy back in. And in order to do that, you must delete a weapon that is in your vault that the other two determine the value of based upon how viable or how difficult that weapon is to obtain at this point. A weapon that is not currently obtainable that has great roles, like let's say a gnawing hunger um, or a weapon with a high kill count on it, that's going to be worth more than just like a crappy roll or a weapon that you can purchase from, you can craft and then just level up with materials. So since Chad's in the lead, Chad, we'll let you guess first total amount of deaths. Um, total deaths. I don't know what next week's GM is going to be. We don't either. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're all we're all at the same disadvantage here. All right. Eleven. Dude, I swear to God, that was what I was gonna guess. It's a good number. Uh, I'll go ahead and go. I'm feeling a ten and a twelve in my future. Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna go seven. I'm going to go just for the sake of interesting, I'll make, I'll go eight. Okay. So uh, I guess we have a potential for a split, right? No, 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 we don't either. Mm-hmm. If I would have went nine, we could have split. So I'm going to go eight. Um, we'll just do like a thousand this yeah. week since we don't know like what, what GM, when we're going to do it, like it's hard to tell. So we'll, uh, we'll do the old keep it simple, stupid method on that this week. All right. Next up is lore. What's going on, Chad? All right. So we are moving into. I didn't write it down here, but I wrote down here. Uh, various lore. We got a couple of things that I haven't uh, I haven't talked about. I wanted to give this uh, secret mission some time to uh, percolate and uh, marinate. But uh, we're going to start off here with the 
seasonal weapon, chivalric fire, the caster sword. It should be elegant, says Zavala, striking his breastplate with a fist. The sound echoes through the room, and the, van the vanguard's representatives are as suited to diplomacy as they are combat. That is our strength, when our allies range from Anahamkara to the Cabal. Shax's firm gesture of denial drives the side of his hand into a shelf, and Amalon branded canister falls off and rolls across the floor. It must be an unstoppable force in sword form. It should spit fire. Also, it should be red. No, no, the drifter says from the doorway. He kicks the rolling canister away without looking down. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I pay my taxes. You can trust me. It needs to look mean. You want people thinking they're madder. They're badder and hungrier than me. I'm not tangling with them. Banshee 44 dubiously scratches his jaw with the point of his stylus. He glances up at his clients from his notepad. That's a lot of elements for one design. Can you cut a couple? The workshop erupts in impassioned shouts. Next, uh, we got Jared's new favorite kind of weapon, the uh, the dungeon exotic sidearm, the uh, rocket sidearms. Buried bloodline. Fickrel stands on the bridge of a seized catch. Ravagers keep watch over a handful of elixni that remain to pilot the vessel. Five heavily armored scorn kneel before Fickrel, their heads bowed in reverence. Fickrel steps forward. Dark rumors whisper from the dreaming city. The reef hunts us. The darkness claims us, and our father is not returning. But even without Aldrin Sov, new scorn still rise. Old scorn still live, unseen. Fickrel waits for silence before looking beyond the five armored scorn knights to the great greater horde that gathers. He turns and points his staff at the pilots. These elixni, they speak of scorn risen on earth, where dead things will hunt them, or darkness claims them. We serve only scorn. Fickrel raises his staff above his head. We will bring them home. Open their minds as I have for you, as I will for all scorn. The horde gnashes and cheers. Rathal, Malaris, Vrissix. Nimix Sirlox ascend, commands Fickrel over the commotion. The five armored scorn stand. You loyal sworn will be my knights. Scorn move from behind the presence of the knights' staves made an image of their leaders. Go to earth, bring brothers and sisters home before darkness claims them. The knights bow. Rathal, Fickrel places a hand on the center knight. You will lead. Rathal enters the quarters of the catch's dead captain to see Fickrel gazing at walls of bound tomes filled with elixny scrawl. Rathal could not understand the contents of these books, but his father had learned much from them. With time, he would learn to unravel their secrets as well. Father, you called me. We prepare to leave. Fickrel turns a polished steel case in his lower arms. I have one last gift for you. Fickrel opens the case to display a clean-looking weapon, a sleek bolt caster. Rathal could see his original elixir design twisted, broken, and refashioned into something stronger as he was. Claimed from kings by wolves, modified, scorned, now, like us. I am honored, Rathal says, gently lifting the weapon from its case and bowing. Fickrel looks upon his son with pride. 
I send you to claim kings as we once did as wolves. Carry our history with you. Claim it. Bring it home. And finally, the wishkeeper bow that we just got this week. You will not hear our bones sing in dreams. You will not shelter under our wings. You will have to remember for yourselves. Your sire was riven of a thousand voices. She was contracted with royalty. She who built the dreaming city and brought it to its knees. Your dom was Tyrannus. He who made the black garden his own. He who strangled his life for yours. He whose wish tricked even riven. Remember, I will not bargain with my children. Our lives are our gifts to you. Glut yourselves on them. Learn who you are. The clutch of your, your sire, the strongest, the wiliest, the sharpest clawed arbiters of reality. The clutch of your fool of a dam, never taken by another's will, never ruled by hunger without choice. Sing your own songs. Find those whom your wings would stretch out to shelter. O whims of my blighted heart, born of our eyes and teeth and will to power, live as yourselves, never less than that. So that is the message for all the all the eggs that we're finding. And uh, Rathal is the scorn that we beat in, in the first boss. He's the first boss of the dungeon. So all those other ones that have been named, Malaris, Vrissix, Nimix, and Sirlox, we have yet to see. So I'm betting that they're going to be involved in that episode, the Scorn mm-hmm. episode next year. Okay. What are the... Is there any chance that... Is there, is there any sort of weird timeline stuff to where like, the eggs that we're saving are the characters that are in the war. Um, no, we're within the same timeline when we're picking up the eggs. Okay. I okay. know that it's the black garden, so things can be weird, but, uh, it's, it's since we're talking to Riven on comms, she's stuck in the helm. So, okay. She's within the timeline of, the regular world while we're in the black garden and we're able to communicate. So the timelines are the same. It's all synced up, but that is, yeah, I, I didn't think about that, but that, that is a good, good one because that would be crazy. All of a sudden you catch yeah. one. It's like, I am riven. And you're like, Oh no. Yeah, oh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that takes us to the, uh, the mailbag. Uh, so, uh, we have, Five, we have four questions, an audience question, and also pick a number. So we have a bonus question this week. Question one, what food or dessert do you most associate with Christmas, Hanukkah, holiday, like this holiday season? Uh, Sugar cookies for me. Mine was peanut butter fudge because my grandma always made it. Peanut butter fudge? That's good. Um... I usually think of of uh, of. I don't want to say a candy because that's kind of a cop out, but like uh, muddy buddies. Uh, okay. That's 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 a very holiday ish. Yeah. Treat. Yeah. Weird. We all went dessert. Nobody, because I think like food wise, like people are kind of 
some some places you go will have turkeys. Some places will be burnout. Yeah, it's, on it like feels that more Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving stuff. or like just yeah, a lot of food, which is fine. Just a good old good old fashioned ham's pretty balling now. I have to say, yeah, yeah. some tamales, dog. Oh yeah, my wife. <laughs> not not many tamales in Kentucky yeah, for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, question two: How many times do you think that you will play through the new exotic mission? <laughs> well, I mean, that's what you need to get to get the. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd probably be closer to seven. Yeah. However I mean, many I need to get all this stuff, think, and then if somebody needs help, I would help them. But that's about it. I, I did want to ask you guys this question because I want to see if it's it's a guarantee or not. Uh, did you guys get a weapon that wasn't the exotic out of the chest, the final chest? Yeah, I got. Like, I got a red border of something. Yeah. Okay, cool. So it is a guaranteed red border vex offensive weapon. Gotcha. Yeah, mine was the the. I got the scout. So, subjective, is that what it's called? Yeah. But yeah, okay. So, so once per week you can run that and get a get a red border. Yeah. Red border vex offensive. That so that'll make that a little bit easier to get that complete too. Got plenty of time. Right. Yeah. Don't spend your don't spend your uh, the, the the thing in the season pass on those. Those are going to be easy. Harmonizer. That's the ones. Question three, any game that you have been eyeballing on sale in the Steam, Xbox, PlayStation, like this winter sale? Oh, my sale? goodness. Um, Gloomhaven went on sale like half off. I'm not familiar with the and Gloomhaven. That's, that's, that's that uh, that board game I was talking to you guys about where it's like D&D Lite. How much, uh, how much is it? That's like 15 bucks, I think. That's just enough for an impulse buy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know that's why I'm like, oh. <laughs> Did uh, Destiny go and sell? Does anybody know? It looks like White Falls twenty bucks. Which Queen is nine eighty nine? I know that thirtieth did for Black Friday. They had like a thirtieth anniversary six twenty four. White Fall plus annual pass, which is probably the way to go because you get the dungeon key and all that stuff with it, is forty dollars. Oh. Pretty good. I wish it was thirty dollars, but oh yeah, looks like I'm seeing uh, Forsaken's four ninety nine. Um, Shadow Keep is six twenty four. Beyond Light seven forty nine. So pretty much you can get all of them for like under under ten bucks up until Lightfall. So. Mine were uh, Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core Remake Interlude, blah, 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 whatever stupid other word they put in the title. Um, <laughs> I, have this, I have this issue, and I've discussed it on here before, but I kind of get a price in my head that I'm willing to pay for something, especially on like computer games. And if it's not at that price, like I won't pay it. And they have it at twenty four ninety nine, and in my head, nineteen ninety like twenty dollars is what I'm willing to pay. So it's gonna be I'm gonna be looking at this up until like January the fourth or whatever the final date of it is, trying to decide am I gonna spend that five extra dollars? As somebody that spent probably a thousand dollars on Destiny over the course of its lifetime, 
Like for some reason in other games, I'm really particular on what I'll spend on them. Uh, for me, there's a lot of really good free games out right now. Um, you know, I, Lego Fortnite, I've gotten into that. Also willing to do a little bit of no build Fortnite at times. And then um, I downloaded the finals, but I haven't played it yet, but I've watched some YouTube clips. Yeah, I've kind of been eyeballing the finals as well. I think that might be the one that might, that's the one most likely to pull me in. Okay. Next question. How far out do you think Bungie has planned this Ahamkara storyline slash ribbon returning this season? I'm, I've always kind of assumed they were like six to eight seasons ahead story-wise and like four seasons ahead work-wise. I feel like when they, they made Riven the character, um, when they had that all said and done and story-driven and stuff like that for Forsaken, they had the larger story set up. So I think they already had storyboarded her coming back with eggs uh, they already had her story through the raid done. Um, so they, I think they already had a couple of ways they wanted it to go. And this one, it doesn't, I'm not going to say it seems very final. Um, but I think they already had what's happening this season done all, probably almost forsaken or shortly after they've had this ready to go in the books for whatever they needed to use it and using an ahamkara to get into the traveler seemed like the really good time to use it. So like, cause using an ahamkara to, Oh no, we're going to use an ahamkara to get the worm out of Savathun. It's like, eh, like that doesn't, that seems like we can still do that, but like breaking into the traveler, something that the witness had to like, how long has the witness been trying to do this? It's like, yeah, we might need an ahamkara's help for that one. That makes more sense. So I think whenever they decided what the witness is doing, um, they decided that the solution was Wish Dragon. Yeah, Chad kind of hit it on the, on, the, on the head there. But I think like going past this season, I think we hear very little of Car ever again in Destiny 2. Yeah, I think I, I, think I agree with, with that for sure. Um, I guess that you kind of have to, do you think at the point of Forsaken, they had already envisioned that like the witness would be like the big bad guy and he was going to come back and like, I guess it depends on, I'm, I'm always sure that they have like some idea of what's going to happen, right? Because if you're telling a story, you have to be at least what, three years out in advance for something like this, I would say, mm-hmm. at least loosely. Um, <clears throat> maybe, maybe longer because like Shadow Keep was kind of fillery, White Ball was kind of fillery. So maybe even further back. So Forsaken might actually be, might be right. Now, I'm not saying that at the time of Forsaken, they knew that they were going to have a portal that went inside the Traveler and you'd have to use Ahamkara and that. I don't think they had it down to that exact of a science but chad's right 
we're going to get shirts made that just says that, I guess. Chad was right. Uh, last question before we get to pick a number. Chad, if I was going through and you, if you were to recommend one story for me to follow, what is the best like storyline that is in Destiny? Like what piece of the story is the best? Oof. Um, like that we have lore of, so someone can actually just look yeah. up stuff and, and read it. Um, I want to say Bellwinter because it has Rasputin when he's in his angry face. Um, it has shacks. It has Iron Lords. Um, it has a lot of Dark Age stuff in it. There's that whole lore book that came out during that um, season of, of, of The Worthy, the season that we all wish didn't existed. Um, and there's literally just a lore book of Felwinter from from beginning to end, the story of Felwinter. And uh, it definitely gives you a view into a legendary guardian, um, to the Iron Lords, to Shax, and uh and Rasputin. So it would give people, I think, more interest in being like, well, I want to learn about the Iron Lords and Rasputin and 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 this other guy that that beat the living hell out of Felwinter over and over again, just just because. Um so I think that'd be a good one. Okay. And I have literally absolutely Nothing to add to that. However, it is time to pick a number. Zero through 100. 28. I apologize. One through 100. One through 100. Every week we spin a wheel. We track it. None of us had hit it yet. I don't remember what we said the winner gets, but they get something. 23. I'm going to go with... uh, King Griffey Jr., Seattle Mariner, King Griffey Jr., 24. Third roll, roll one, roll two, roll three, Jackie Robinson, 42 is the winner, which was my number reversed, which is a little bit of pain, a little bit of pain. With that, it is time for the show to come to a close and end. I am the Destiny Bad Boy not Ryan Fox. You can find us on Twitter at DestinyCCPod. And by Twitter, I really mean X, I guess is what all the kids are calling it these days. We do not have Instagram. We do not have TikTok. We do not have Facebook. We do have a Discord. Join us there. Play games with us. I'm going to let these other two guys sign off. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy end of the year. Whatever you choose to do, uh, do it well. And uh, we'll see you Next week, uh, what, the 28th? Um, we'll see if we'll just have something different going on then. Maybe we have some kind of different kind of episode layout. If you have any topics you want us to cover, let us know. Yeah, definitely a happy holidays to everybody, whether you already celebrated stuff or are going into celebrating something soon. Um, enjoy yourself. Enjoy your time with friends, family, whatever you want to do. And, uh, 
<clears throat> remember that uh, that for all of us Christmas people, Christmas calories are zero calories. Hell yeah. As always, go cats. Love you guys. <laughs>